pet. Two best friends who love to chat. Oh, what it's like to be an ant. Those who ant. Those who Hello, and thank you for listening to Those Who Ant, the podcast that helps you see the world through ant-colored glasses. I am Auntie Mags. I'm Aunt Pat. Hey, Pat, what's going on with you this week? What's new? Well, it's just good to see you. And you know what? The You know what? I'm not going to let the little things get me down. Oh, no. You want to elaborate on what little things uh, were attempting to get you down? Yeah. They lost a package of mine. It's somewhere in Baltimore or something. Somewhere else. You know, when you said they, I, of course, immediately assumed it was your mail carrier, uh, who we, we, there's a contentious relationship with your mail carrier. And so I was worried that it would give you another reason to have to try and talk to her. But uh, I'm thrilled, actually, kind of, that it's in Baltimore. But what was it? What would you lose? My medical sunscreen. And it can't be her unless she's doing a lot of traveling, which we're not really supposed to be doing at all. I don't think it's her because it's from... You know, I don't want to say it because I'm embarrassed that I'm still using it, but Amazon. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Here's the thing about that. I I feel like when it's possible and if you have the means to support local business, you got to do your best to do that. But also that, you know, sometimes you you need to save a little money and sometimes Amazon is the way to do that. Listen, I'm guilty saying that, but we don't all have the means to shop local. It's expensive sometimes. So I, I support shopping local big time. Anytime you can, do your best. You know, when I always shop local is books. I always do books, records, things like that, you know, boutique things. But it's like, if I'm going to try and buy, you know, for example, if I'm going to try to buy a new microphone on this podcast, I'm going to go straight to Amazon because not to endorse them, but I'm going to find a good one. Because, you know, I, but I keep buying horrible ones as the, as evidenced by the quality of this podcast on my Oh, well, I made... I, well, look, let, let me tell you this. If they, if I could get my sunscreen, but it comes from Taiwan and it only ships through Amazon. Yeah. Tell me about medical sunscreen. Tell me what that means to me. I saw like an ad and it was like, are you using the proper amount of sunscreen? Which, you know how they say you have to use a ton of it because it's a, because it, that's how it works. And then I I followed that to another one that said, are you using the right sunscreen? You know, and then I was like, I don't know. And then they showed a picture of a woman who looked somewhat like me, but different. And I, I identified with her and then um, it's medical. So it's medical grade, meaning... Um, Is it like a higher SPF? Does it last longer? It goes on in a base coat, like a like, you know, when you paint the garage door? Yeah. It's like that. Only the garage door or any other paint? That's what I associate it with. But I am covered. I'm shellacked and it hurts to move or make expressions on my face when I use it. That's how I can tell it's working. That's what they say. You can tell it's working because you can't, I even get numb, which is nice. Is this something that if offered in the United States of America would be approved by the FDA? Oh, you can't get it here. They can't. Actually, they have to ship it in something like they have to ship it in a container that says peace. They have to ship it in a container where it doesn't say what it is. So the people. What? Will say, yeah, because people will steal it because it's so good and effective. Are you sure? This is one of those things that like makes me worried that you're putting some sort of radiation cream on your body. You know, the saddest radiation makes. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I there's something there's something here that's like making me nervous. I'll you look at it and you can even try some if you want. Um, it's pretty expensive, so you can try some. But if you like it, then I can give you a code. And if you if you use my code, then I get $3 off. Anyway, it didn't come. What I'm trying to say is it didn't come
um, and it said, yeah. I got an, I got a notice that said it's lost. It's lost. And they gave me a refund, but I thought I lost my behind because someone figured out what it actually was in that box and they have my medical sunscreen. And well, I'm not, a, I mean, I can't be that upset, can I, in the great grand scheme of things, but you, you can know. be upset if you want to be, up. I'm not, Hey, I'm not here to tell you how to feel. I want you to feel your feelings. I'm just worried that you're putting some sort of chemical toxin on your body to protect you from the sun, which, you know, is harmful, but like, which is the lesser of two evils at this point is what I'm worried about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Well, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. I don't know. And and, and I also put this out there because you never know. Uh, if you are a local craftsman who makes sunscreen and it's- Craftsperson. I think it would be craftsperson. Oh, I just meant a person. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Now I can, now I hear it. Boy. It's everywhere. Um, if you work local personally and you have sunscreen, let me know because I'll try your homemade local sunscreen. Yeah, artisan, artisan sunscreen. That would be fantastic. Artist person. An artist, artisan is not gendered. No, I heard it. Artisan. Is that what you think it was? Okay, yeah. You're right. Uh, I stand corrected. Uh, speaking of sun, as somebody who brightens up every, just every room they're in, or even when it's out, when they're outside and it's dark, you know, I, I feel like this week's guest is the epitome of bright and not always in personality. I don't want to put that on them, but I want, I just, the brightness that we feel the brightness that the world feels from knowing our guest uh, makes me so, so happy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Well, mostly ladies, but however you identify. Welcome to the podcast, Aunt Starshine Moonstone. Hi. Oh, my welcome. God. That was beautiful Starshine. what you did with your voice. What I love that. Oh, God. What an entrance. Appreciate it. Star? I've been in a singing mood all day. Oh. Follow it. Follow it. Oh. Oh, that's so nice. I never am a singing mood because I hear my voice and I go, okay, pull it back. Go back yeah. to your humming voice. Uh, Star, do you ever, you ever lose anything in the mail? You ever expect a package and it doesn't come or you're waiting and... You know, I, you know what I, I have to say is less about the product. Sometimes it's more about the excitement, you know, especially now of just getting something. Just having something waiting at the door for you. That's, that's kind of the whole thing is like having something to look forward to. You know, yeah. the worst part is about it is sometimes you forget that you have something coming. And then two months later, you're like, oh, fuck, I paid $90 for, you know, a treadmill that never showed up. You just kind of forget. A treadmill, you would actually notice. But, you know, you kind of forget that you have things coming in the mail. That's a good deal on a treadmill, though. $90 on a treadmill, you're not getting a treadmill. You're getting a little, one of those little tiny ones for your cat. Yeah. Oh, oh, remember the ones that were just a bunch of rolling pins? Oh, yeah. Remember those ones where it was like, you know what? There's no electricity. You don't have to plug it in because it's a bunch of rolling pins under a, like a rubber tread and yeah. you should do it in the basement and you should blow out your knees doing it. Yeah. It's like one of those things that if you ever been backstage at a grocery store, is that what they say backstage? <laughs> if you've ever. <laughs> in the green room of the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever been back there, uh, there's like those rollers that they put the boxes on. They're like conveyor belt. Send them. Yeah. Yeah, but people moved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What do you, what do you, um, what have you, what's the last thing like you had delivered there? Like what's kind of propping you up at this time, Stop? Because for me, almost anything does it these days. I get real excited. And then once I have it, I'm like, ah, next. But what's the last thing that you think, like what's keeping you going? So recently I've got it into my head that I'm going to learn how to play an instrument. And for a long 
time I was like banjo, banjo, banjo. But then I was like, I don't know if I want to play the banjo. And I got an electric slide guitar. What? Oh my God. It's the, it, when you take it out, do you say boogie, woogie, woogie every time? <laughs> I've only taken it out once. <laughs> so I'm trying to say. When people ask you what it is, you say it's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie. I probably will. I know if I get an electric car every single time somebody gets in my car, I'm going to say it's electric. Boogie, woogie, yes. woogie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's got to be done because that's very fun. And if and then when you try to find your parking spot and you can't find your car, then you could say, you can't see it. It's electric. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Yeah, it's yeah. parked on Electric <laughs> Avenue, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Out on the street, there is violence. <laughs> oh, my God. Things were better back then. Uh, so you got a, a slide guitar. Now, that's the one where you just recline. It's for people who... Can't stand or won't stand. Is that what it is? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You sit down while you do it. What inspired you to do that? Because I know that you're, you know what? You're an artist, first and foremost. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what inspired you to go to, to go that route? Because banjo to electric slide guitar feels like John Denver to um, the guy in the band who can't stand. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that. Lloyd Maines. Natalie Maines' father, Lloyd Maines, is a virtuoso on the electric slide guitar. Oh. Yeah, I love him. I love the, I love the Mainses. Shout out to Lloyd Maines. Honestly, I was watching a TikTok, and I saw a nice black man playing a slide guitar, and I was like, oh, he looks slick. Oh, he looks sharp. And I, I just really wanted to get in on that. And it looks like it would be easier to figure out than, you know, standing up and doing your hand two different ways on the guitar and your chest. You just sit down and kind of like, it's like playing the piano or something. Oh, yeah. yeah which is notoriously easy. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I like that you can look at it. You know, yeah. when you're playing a guitar, it's like facing away from you. I, I started to learn the ukulele, which is not the same. And I know that. But I started to learn how to play it. And it's like, you know, your instinct is like tilted upward. And that's all an electric uh, slide guitar is. It's tilted upward. It's not a ukulele, but it's, you know. Now, you said something very interesting, Star, which is tick-tick. Now, I have heard, you know, uh, about this. And part of what we try to do is I'm trying to be, you know, not get old too too, too late. But what is your experience with that? Like, what it, what is it? What what is TikTok? So TikTok is like, um, it's kind of like you're in the neighborhood and all the neighborhood kids are like, look what I did. Look what I got. Look what I'm doing. Look who I'm banging. You know, it's kind of like a, like a little gossip mill. Oh, is it, and it's sexual? Sometimes. It oh. can get pretty what? Sexual. My nieces and yeah. nephews are on TikTok and if it's sexual, they're in trouble. It's some, some can be. And I mean, people have now started to block minors from the, if they find somebody who's a minor that follows them and sees their content, they'll block them. So they can't see the content, but really it's, it's kind of like the wild west. I, there was one gentleman, there was a filter where you could turn everything that the camera was looking at into noodles. He turned his dick into noodles. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. Imagine if all of a sudden a penis became noodles. You're, you're in the area. You're just there. And it turned into noodles. I have to be honest with you. I know a lot of people would be scared. I wouldn't. I think it was funny. I really would. Okay. I, I might, how do I get on? Do you know how to access it? Do I just put tic-tac into the um, search bar? That was the thing that pushed you over the edge. That's what made you want to do it. It sounds, well, it sounds, you know what? It sounds like, like, you know, star this podcast is uh, sex positive and nothing sounds more sex positive than look at how many things my genitals are. Yeah, that's true. I have a question. If it, yeah. if it was, if the penis was any noodle, what type of noodle would you look for? I, I got to tell you. 
Okay, because we this just came up, and you know how like sometimes you just get a taste for something after you th- thought about it. You know those wide egg noodles that are oh. so good that you have in like a what do you call it a beef stromboli a stroganoff stroganoff stroganoff. Yeah. That's what it is. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds great. It sounds great. And what if then you eat the noodles? I mean, I don't know. This is really triggering some kind of like um, my brain stem or something in an artistic way because it turned into noodles and then they were delicious. And then his penis is gone. I don't know. But I like this idea because it sounds like a place where there's a lot of freedom. What if it was like a Play-Doh spaghetti factory and it just kept coming back? Oh, I love that. <laughs> just push on your stomach and your dick regrows. Yeah. Yeah. Then it could be whatever shape because you could put that little thing on it. Now that is something I never had, but I always... Always wanted. It could make a star shape. It could make a uh, fettuccine. Oh. It could make a uh, vermicelli. <laughs> Yeah, it could make vermicelli. Yeah, it could do. You know, my favorite one is the one uh, Little is, but it does look like little little dick tips. You know the one. It's my favorite kind of pasta. Dick tip pasta sounds I'll, I'll text my niece. I'll text my niece. Hold on. I'll, sh- I'll, I'll text my niece. So, Star, you keep, you know, you have, you're, you're very youthful. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes I get a little, can I, if I'm honest, I get a little like self-conscious around you because I feel like, oh my God, you plugged into all this stuff and everything. What do you do when you go on the Tic Tac? What is that? What do you do on there? Are you looking? Are you browsing? Or are you putting out content too? I mostly browse. Sometimes I'll, you know, if I want to yell about something, I want to vent or I want to feel cute. I'm looking for, it's honestly, a lot of it is validation. There's people out there trying to get validation either for their lifestyle or for the noodle penis or like whatever it is. So I, I delve into that a little bit. I'll do a little dance here and there, but I'm not, I'm not doing the whole choreography. I'll just yeah. go be silly, you know? And there's a lot of other people our age older that are just sharing their life. And some people just go on, tell a joke, play the musical instrument, show what they show their hobbies, something they love. So it's great for community that way. I know there's a lot of um, challenges, mm-hmm. you know, my, 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 uh, my niece told me about a challenge on TikTok that was uh, write your name uh, without lifting the pen up. And cursive. I want to tell kids that's cursive. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell them that's cursive. Okay. Look, she texted me back. Oh, they or do look thing. like dick tips. Yeah. 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 Now I like the validation because, you know, we don't get that very often. I mean, especially I feel like, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to blame everything on my age, but I don't feel like a lot of people are going, you keep doing that to me ever. Like it's, it's usually like, why are you doing that? Or you're doing it wrong. You know what I mean? Or shouldn't you have been better at it by now? Or how did you get in here? Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. How, which who let you in? Yeah. Was a door propped? That happens a lot. And I say, yeah, I can really find a prop door easily. I'm like a bloodhound for propped doors. Because I'm like, what's on the other side of that? Because people don't really want you in there because it's, it's mostly closed. But someone, you know, someone, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's how we got in to go see Uncle Dale. Was the door was propped. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 100 acre wood. But so do you think that this TikTok craze is like uh, warranted? Or do you think it's out of control? Or both? I think a little bit of both. I think that um, like seeing seeing kids get famous for dancing and showing the tits and then they're getting movie deals and they're getting all this stuff. And I think people are really quickly to realize that they are untalented. They don't mm-hmm. really have anything to show, but then they're also these easily moldable uh, yeah. people. Whereas if you have an artist who's been working 10 years to get to the same spot that they're at, they're going to say, no, I'm not doing that. That doesn't fit with my character. That isn't who I am. I'm not going to do those things. But if you're a 16-year-old who's used to just shaking your tits, 
Yeah, I'll do They'll it. Do it. You're totally yeah. right. In, you know, in exchange for ability or standards, um, is youth. Oh, that needs to be on something that you display in your home or like a doormat yeah. or something or a sign in the yard just to let people know where you stand. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to say, you know, I, I support people trying to do what they want to do. And I don't mean to, but I do, uh, sometimes my niece will show me things um, and I laugh at them. And sometimes she'll show me things that I feel scared about what the future holds for all of us. Where it's like, I, I love to watch Gordon Ramsay and his daughter. They got a fun one. They do yeah. dances and stuff together. Or I like the ones, uh, she'll send them to me sometimes where it's a dog. You know those ones where it's a dog? Just dogging. Just dog being dog. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes it'll be like, I'm a happy, happy, happy guy. Oh, look at my happy day. I like those ones. That's very fun for me. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I spaced out for a second because I thought of spermicelli. Uh, this has legs. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's got legs. Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna put that at least on an apron or something at Poncho Villa. That's gonna at least be on cookware. You know, that's very funny. And you could draw it like the like the sperm, and then the, the just the the tail gets very like way thinner, and then eventually breaks up <laughs> in little pieces, and you cook it in rice aroni. Why is it that you know when you can get all the penis things for a bachelorette party? Why? it always penises and never sperms sperms have a fun shape too it's just different i mean the, i guess the shaped very similar but the sperms has a tail like a it's always like a little tail whipping around back and forth like that but i feel like if it, if it was sperm you would be like why are you covered in tadpoles yeah you know i you know i'm asexual so sperms and, and penises don't always appeal to me sometimes they do not as often but, you know, sometimes and, you know, but so I guess I would be like, uh, no, get that away from me. That's true. That's yeah. a really, that's a really good point. You know what, Star, that I'm, I'm really noticing. I have a very limited, you know, so many of us have just have a very limited way of seeing the world because it's only your own experiences and the way that your parents ruined you is exactly how you see the world, you know, and mine was very, very narrow. And I, I, I'm just so glad because talking to Meg's. And, you know, having having uh, friends who really point out the fact that, you know what? Not everyone wants to be covered in sperm, okay? That was your house. This, other people have other things that make them Hold happen. on. Hold on. That was your house? Well, I'm just... Back, unpack that, please, for me. I feel like that was the vibe in my house growing up, was would it be great to be covered in sperm? Now, that wasn't like, the, not, in a, not in a dangerous way, but it was kind of like a very, you know male-centric, patriarchal uh, setting that I was in. And it was, wouldn't she be lucky if one day you're covered in sperm? You know, like having babies and breeding and all that stuff too yeah. was like, oh, w wait till you become a factory for flesh, a flesh factory. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, yeah. I've always felt funny about it because I never really um, could or wanted to. Actually, the one or two was after that I was told I couldn't have children. But you guys understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, for I totally, sure. and I also get the the feeling. Some houses that you walk into, you're like, "This is a jizz house." Like this house, I understand that the walls are clear right now, but somehow this house is covered in jizz. I have four brothers. I can, I also come from a jizz house. Yeah, and I, I I don't have children, and I was expected to pop out probably four or five. You know, I'm supposed to have yeah. grandchildren at this point. I'm, I'm not not coming from a jizz house, right? 
That's, wow. I feel, yeah, that's something I've never thought about speaking of, you know, of, of like a perspective you didn't have. I only had sisters, so I would not maybe be able to recognize a jazz house. But now that I think about it, you know, first thing comes to mind for me is fraternity house because gross. Wow. Four, four brothers. Boy, I can't imagine because I didn't have, you know, I'm an only child uh, except for Carolyn. Um, you think that having four brothers, did you think that made you different? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, because I, I can't imagine... Because you you you're bombarded right with like masculine energy and men and the jizz and all that. I definitely feel like it made me um, desensitized to a lot of bullshit. Because like there was always something going on: somebody being thrown down the stairs, somebody jumping off of a roof, uh, possibly someone getting stabbed. Like it was just always kind of like mayhem from start to finish, from from the time you opened your eyes until the, the, the Lord graced you with unconsciousness. So I just, I was just like kind of over the bullshit by the time I was in my 20s. After a while, you just need men to stop, to oh, shush yeah. and stop. Oh, that yeah. goes out of, that goes out of doormat or a, or a wall hanging or a sign in my yard. Is or that- anything. That should be on everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're not currently, like, if they can't stop right away, they should definitely consider stopping and shushing sooner rather than later. And yeah. you know what? Uh, you know, men hear that and they shut off right away and they think, don't tell me, blah, 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 whatever. They get angry. You know, they they do men stuff. But if they could just hear it and take it in, because I'm not saying, you know, it's not the worst thing. Do you many times in my life people have said, please be quiet, stop talking, just stop in general, millions of times as a woman. And if it hasn't, wasn't communicated to me directly, it was written in a letter and slipped under my door. So you know what? You can hear it once or twice, take it in, and just think about why do we, why do we want you to stop, right? A little reflection, yeah. yeah. Well, and also learn, learn how to read nonverbal cues. Like, you learn so much about people in life by shutting the fuck up and just watching them. That is 100%. True. And you know what? I think that men don't have to read nonverbal cues because A, they disregard what everybody else is thinking and feeling at any given time. But we are trained, we as women or people who identify as women, or, you know, I don't want to say that that's just uh, somebody who identifies as a woman. I shouldn't say that. But most of the time, we are trained to be watching every single thing around us because our safety is at at stake, right? So it's like, you got to watch if somebody's being shifty on the train. You got to watch if somebody's following you too closely. You got to watch if you're at a meeting and somebody's looking at you weird. You know, you got to always be picking up those verbal cues. And so men don't have to do that. Men just say what they want. They do what they want. And, you know, for the most part, they get off scot-free. Yeah, I was walking the little shithead dog earlier and this guy was literally too paces behind me. So I stopped and I just turned around and looked at him. Why are you so fucking close to me? We're in a pandemic. You know? And they, they, they don't think that. Like, literally nobody right. else on the street. Nobody else around. Right. And you're walking directly behind me? Did you say something? Did you? What, did he respond to what you said? No, he just was on his phone and he went around. He didn't even notice that I stopped and looked at him like, I, I will fight you. I know I'm fuck, I'm old, but I will fight you. Oh, because I have screamed at men for following me too closely on the street at night. When I lived in the city, I used to walk from my place of work back to my apartment by myself at night. And it was only a few blocks, but still, you know. And so one night I was walking home. There was nobody else on the street but me and this guy who was walking so quickly behind me. Maybe, yeah, two, three steps behind me. So finally, I thought, well, if I'm going to be mugged, at least it's going to be face to face. So I turned around and I was like, what are you doing? And he like stopped and he, he was like, what? And I said, why are you so close to me right now on this dark street? What are you doing? 
And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even, I wasn't even paying attention. And I said, yes, because you don't have to pay attention. I have to pay attention. And he was like, I'm not a threat to anybody. I'm gay. And I said, I don't know that. Exactly. Good for you. I support you. But I don't know that. <laughs> I, I think a lot more women need to realize that if you turn and you look at someone in the face, they usually crap their pants and run away because they're cowards. They're trying yes. to attack you from behind because they're a coward. Turn around, face them. And if they attack you, then beat the shit out of them. If you're able to, if not, run. Do what you can in the situation. I hope you're never in it. You know, yeah, that's I think exactly. that's exactly the thing, right? It's like, I hope you're never in that situation. But also, I, I, get, I got to a point where I was like, if you're going to do this, do this and let's get it done with. I was furious. Yeah. Also, Pat, did something happen with you and Carolyn? You just referred to yourself as an only child and then said, except for Carolyn. So what happened this week that I don't know about? Oh, uh, well, um, she she put it. She she made like a big family. Um, just say it. It's OK. It's OK. It's OK. We're here on the count of three. OK, one, two. Three. She made a quilt with all the members of our family prominently displayed, except for me. Oh. She forgot that I existed, I guess, or was in the family, and she made a quilt. And she's been spending the whole you know, past year making this quilt that's supposed to be, you know, hanging it in the house and everything. And all the squares represent different people in our family. And then she she posted it, and then I said, "Oh, where's me?" And she said, "Who are? Oh, wow. you are kidding me." Um, no. No, I'm going to call her. I'm going to call her as soon as we're done with this today. I'm going to call her. That's unacceptable. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. You know what? I'm going to make us a quilt. Okay. I'm going to make us a quilt. I'm going to put you on it. That is horrible. That is horrible. Star, you want to be on the quilt? Oh, absolutely. I love quilts. Uh, you would make it so much warmer. With everything in me, um, I want to fight her now. And I, I always kind of did. But this one is like otherworldly bad. This is horrible. She said Stop. she couldn't find any any materials that represented me. Any oh, any wow. quilt, any f- materials that she thought were a good representation of who I am. Oh, I'm sorry. How about cotton? Because you're so comfortable and wonderful. How about satin? Because she's, you know what? You, you, there's a class to you. How about silk? Because you're elegant. How about polyester? Because you can dance at a disco anytime you want. How about a polycotton blend? Because you like movement, but you also like structure. There's a million. I mean, she could have taken hair and like sewed that in because you're always there, you know? Yep. That's it. That's at least something. You're right. Oh, God. I'm furious. She didn't put Ron on the quilt, did she? Oh, yeah. Ron's on there. Yeah. No, he is not. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, what is he made of? If it's not human feces, then I'm going to be pissed. He's made of socks. Oh, God. Yeah. I guess he had, I guess he sent us some. So she reached out to Ron about, yeah. I'm making a quilt. I'm going to make us a quilt. And it's going to be so much better. It's going to be bigger. I'm glad we worked that out. Yeah, I feel better. Uh, speaking of self-expression, would you mind, uh, Star, reminding folks of how we met? Because we met in a fun way. Yeah, tell everybody how we met. Have you, I don't know, the people listening, if you don't know what a rainbow gathering is, it's a bunch of hippies in a place, you know. It's gotten kind of away from what it was supposed to be when it first started. But it was just like a, a bunch of hippies will come and you commune live for about like a month, if you want, or a couple of weeks. So anyway, I'm leaving the Rainbow Gathering. I'm covered in dirt and hair. My hair started to lock itself. You know, I look crazy. I go into a Shoney's just to get a milkshake, a milkshake on my way. 
Because you know, Shoney's got the best milkshakes. And I see these two lovely women and I'm like, let me just sit and talk to them. I mean, I got, I just picked up the vibe from y'all. And I was like, let me just talk to them, see what they're about. I had to get myself acclimated with the real world again after being mm-hmm. around all these hippies. And you guys just seem like, you know, a good test run. Thank you for thinking that we are the real world. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, you sat down, you started talking. Well, I sat down, I started talking and I said, these broads are, are pretty nice. They're pretty chill. And we've, I, we've had a friendship since then. Did y'all drove me? Do you remember driving me in the town? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're always looking for like, you know, why is the one person in a restaurant, you know, because a lot of people have a phobia, you know, of eating alone or whatever. And you were there alone and you were disheveled, by the way, like looking in a mirror. You had a good reason because you'd been around rainbow people. I didn't. And by the way, thank you, Shonies. Where are they going? Uh, I didn't co-sign there being no more Shonies. But because you were so open and then you started talking about rainbow people. And I thought, well, this person... This person is inebriated in some way, but you weren't. Just crazy. Yeah. Well, that but that's your beauty, you know? And the thing is, the, the odds of us meeting, because we stopped at that Shoney's on our way to Myrtle Beach, like the odds of us stopping anywhere else, it could have been a Cracker Barrel, you know? Right. It could have been a Jack in the Box. It could have been a million other places that we stopped. A Wendy's. It could have been a Wendy's. You could have been at Sonic in your car and I never would have saw you. Right? And so the fact that, the two of us were like, it's been a, quite a while since I've been to a Shoney's. And we pulled in there and then our lives were changed forever. That's sweet. It's true. Well, how could you not? I mean, honestly, there are things that you have taught us. Like, I never knew these rainbow things existed before we met you. I had no idea. And that just goes to show me there's so much, Shoney. That just goes to show me that there's so much that goes on that you don't even know about in the world. Not you. You know a lot of things I don't know about. Oh, yeah. What am I? What else am I missing out on? That's going to be the rest of your life. Because the more you know, the more you know that you don't know nothing. You know? Oh, God. This is just a factory of phrases that I believe so deeply. Because the yeah. more you know, the more you're like, I don't know nothing. Every day of at least the past year, I have thought, you don't know things. You know? It really is the journey. Now, when you told us about rainbow people. It reminded me of something that I read on a website called Burn Man. Now, is Burn Man different than what is Burn Man and how is rainbow people? Are they are they related? So Burn Burn Rainbow People is supposed to be nonprofit. It's supposed to just be for for the hippies to come and live and commune and all of that stuff, which is why it's turned into a giant cesspool. Yeah. Honestly, is it just an excuse for people to not shower? I think so. But I yeah. mean, you can you can not shower no matter where you are. Yeah. And well, no judgments that, if it is, you know, no judgments. Also, if it is. save that water, you know. But so the rainbow gathering was more like this a philosophical kind of um, getting getting off the grid and having this community of love. Whereas the burn man is uh, drugs. Like you pay money, you go there, and you're li- you live with like this lawless drug. I mean, there's still there's laws. Excuse me, there's laws, and you trade things at the burn and um, like what? Yeah. What do you like trade? You, 
Like you could bring knickknacks. Like you could make a bunch of bracelets and bring your bracelets, and somebody else would be like, "Hey, I have a hot dog," and you're like, "Hey, can I give you a, hot, a bracelet for a hot dog?" And I'm like, "Oh, here you go." What about so like it's like Hummels? Like what would my Hummels get me? Yeah, my she's Hummel figurines. figurines. Yeah, oh. she's got Hummels. I got precious moments. What could what could we get? What could I've got a sad clown Hummel and a happy clown Hummel, and they're a set. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that'll probably get you a, a a butt ton of MDMA. Now, what is that? A bank? Yeah, is MDMA. MD, M, what is it again? MDMA. MDMA. Not be, the yeah, bank. not to be confused. No, not a bank. It may make you withdraw, though, but it's not a bank. What is it? What? Uh, it's a drug. Is that where I got, I got a credit card at MBMA? MDNA? What is it? Yeah. M, 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 oh, I don't even remember anymore. MGM, what did I say? MGMA. MDMA. MGMA. I watch MGMA every morning. That's GMA. Good morning, America. GMA. Oh, yeah, that sounds MGMA. right. Is it taking the drug like watching Jim Good Morning America? Because that is my drug of choice. Because I think, what the hell? If this is how we're waking up this country, figure it out. Because this isn't great. Anyway, I think we got to somehow off. So this, what you said, is a drug that people take. And you can exchange things for the drug. This particular drug, now I'm mostly familiar with marijuana because that's one I've taken a few times accidentally, but a little bit last time I kind of knew. Um, what is what does this one do? From what I've seen, it um, it activates something in your jaw and it makes you like turn into like a, a, a shivering chihuahua. You kind of just like bite your jaw down. like That's fun. Yeah. And your skin apparently starts to feel like there's um, like you're covered in goo or something like there's something on your skin. So you're feeling all weird and you want to touch other people to get it off of you or get some of theirs onto you. It just kind of seems like it makes you believe that you're like like a tiny chihuahua that's been dipped in some goo. That sounds... Why would anybody do that? No judgments. Know. Just really curiosity because, you know, I hate anything on me. So yeah. goo, the goo, I hate that. But also, um, I don't think I want to have the disposition of a chihuahua. To each their own. Some people want to yeah. be a tiny dog. Some people want to be a tiny dog. Some people want to be a big dog. If I were going to have a disposition of any dog, it would be like a big doofy dog, like a gold retriever or a St. Bernard or a Bernice Mountain Dog. My personal favorite dog is a Bernice mm. Mountain Dog. You know, mm. but I would want to be one of those big doofs that doesn't have a worry in the world. I wouldn't want to be the most high-strung dog that's covered <laughs> in goo. That's scary for me. That's a nightmare. Now, does that, was that something you felt that you liked? Oh, I didn't do it. I just watched everybody oh. else do it. Oh, was that a hoot and a holler or what? Oh, it's a hoot, a holler, and a half step. It was like, it was really just watching people lose their minds uh-huh. is one of my favorite pastimes. This, this oh. whole pandemic, I've been half enthralled, just like, oh, this is good. Another half of me is like, what the fuck happened to the human race? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it is kind of wild to be the one that's watching, right? Because, Star, I've been places too where everyone has something and uh it's not like a choice like i'm not taking it but they don't give it to me and then watching them is so fun i look i don't care whatever blows your hair back as long as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else right but you know what if you're listening to this and you think i do lots of drugs and all the things i do literally all of it you know one time i suggest just take a break one time and watch everyone around you and you get to take the other ride take the other pill the green one or whatever hey remember you're not allowed to talk about the pills anymore okay you can't say because the red pill you remember oh you're right to say that anymore because you're in on yeah. But, you know, I wonder if you had gone, if you hadn't choked on that peanut at your rave, Pat, had, would you have done MGMA? Oh, yes. I would have done to the Today Show. 
For sure. You know, so she's referencing that time I went to a party at a college that I wasn't invited to because I didn't go there. And I swallowed a peanut and a styrofoam peanut. And I thought I was going to die. Styrofoam peanut. It went down my throat. I didn't even chew it. Oh, wow. And I don't remember passing it, which is its own ride. You know, I have to say, as a woman of a certain age, you think you're doing drugs. Wait until you're my age. Everything's a drug. Literally that's everything. A, that's the truth. Yeah. I had a sip of coffee and I shit my pants. Everything is a drug. Everything is a wild ride. You drink, you can get some foe. It's too hot. Your, your night is ruined. You're having fucking hallucinations. You ever have a piece of dark chocolate like 730 and then at 3.30 in the morning you wake up writ, like full of energy, like you got shocks in your system? Remember when we were all putting our coffee beans, espresso brains and chocolate uh, and eating that? And they were like, oh, it's a treat. Is it? Because I skidded right off a subway platform one time. I thought I had bugs on me and I went right off the side, not onto the third rail, thank God, or however many rails. It was the nearest one is the one I, but I, someone pulled me right up and I said I had a espresso beans. Why were we chewing on those? What was wrong with us? We were watching friends and eating those beans. And you know what? I don't, I don't remember a lick of it. I do blame friends for that because that was the friends era of give me the biggest cup of coffee you can. And also it was like, you were, you're supposed to eat like two of those beans and we were eating them by the handful and drinking coffee. Well, what goes better washing it down than a hot pop a cup, hot pop a cup, <laughs> hot pipe and cup of coffee? Yeah, wash those beans down with a piping hot cup of espresso. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, friends, you know, when you go back and you rewatch it, it's transphobic, which it is, and it's homophobic, which it kind of is, and, you know, all these phobias that come from friends, but none of us knew what the most subversive part of friends was, which was big caffeine. They were fueling big caffeine, Gunther. Could I be drinking any more coffee? What we said back then. Oh, and the answer was absolutely not. I'm already very ill. Doesn't that make you feel older? Boy, when you look back on stuff like that, doesn't it just make you go, oh, I was younger at a certain point, which feels so far away. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it also makes me realize that, like, we should all be dead. As a human, all humans at this point, because I think about like, how they acted in the 70s. Mm-hmm. They acted in the 80s with all the cocaine. And people mm-hmm. would, like, you know, do coke all night and then drink the buttload of coffee in the morning. How did we all not just have heart attacks? Yeah. Humanity Absolutely. shouldn't be around for that alone. And not me. I've never done cocaine. I'm too afraid. If I take one Claritin, I'm wired for a week. It has always had that effect on me. Pat might remember this. We were doing a we were doing a, a thing where I had to be in charge of putting out a bale. This is going to sound nuts when I say it out loud, but I had to be in charge of uh, putting out a bale of hay at a certain spot during a certain time. We were uh, at clown camp. We were. We were at clown camp. <laughs> We'd gotten accepted into clown camp. <laughs> That was the hottest application process we've ever had to do. Yeah. You know, we, we, I'm sitting here having a giggle about it that we even did it. But yeah, we got fired from clown camp, actually. It was hilarious. And I was like, I'm barely hired here. Wait, you were working at clown camp or you were attending clown camp? Both. It's hard to, very hard to tell what it was. In, in retrospect, it could have been, it was a lot of things. It felt sometimes like a prison of my own mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so I was I was supposed to put this bale of hay out at a certain point in a song. And uh, I had been I had a sinus infection that day and I had taken a Claritin because I couldn't breathe and my head hurt. You know, all the reasons you take one. And I thought I was fine. 
And then I was uh, talking to Pat and uh, I'm like, oh God, I got to go put that bale of hay out there. So I ran and put it out. And I, when the lights came up on it, it was like this much in the light. There was like almost, you couldn't even see it. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands if you're listening to this podcast right now, but it was like six inches of a whole entire bale of hay was put into the light. And this story doesn't make sense unless you are familiar with a clown camp that we that we went to or, you know. It was whatever. a pyramid scheme, it turned out. It was. It was a pyramid scheme and uh, we will let go. We will let go from it. It was funny because realistically, the whole thing was you're supposed to see the hay. And then when you couldn't, it became more of an existential crisis, I think. <laughs> That's probably what it ended up looking like. Then people were like, what the hell is this supposed to be? Now, I know, Star, that you're, you're listening so patiently and kindly as we, as we regale you with stories of clown school, but uh, clown camp... Uh, the clown. It was a school. It, there was a school in a camp. Um, it had a performance opportunity. It was a lot of things to a lot of people, you know. Uh, and nothing to most. Um, but, you know, we're talking about getting older. But, Star, when you talk and you do these things and you put yourself out there, you really have an ability to stay young. Like, yeah. that's that's really what I take away from you. Because it seems like if you have fear, you're able to push it down and not let it impede you from trying new things. And is that something, because that's something I'd like to do. Is there something like you tell yourself or like, is that just how you're wired? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think a lot of it comes from childhood trauma. I oh, think it yeah. comes from, I wasn't really able to be a child when I was a child. So now as an adult, I'm like, let's do it. Let's do all the things I want to do. Let's take all the risks. And obviously the calculator risks. I'm not going out there, you know, robbing banks. I can't, I can't, I can barely stand up for more than five minutes. Like I can't rob a bank. You it's know? so exhausting. It's standing up? Oh, yeah. why? Yeah. Why do we have to do that so often? Now, it sounds like your brothers, though, were able to do a lot of things like pummel each other and jump off things and all that. Mm-hmm. Was it because you were a, a little girl that they were like, please don't try a bunch of stuff that were they protecting you too much? Or was that was that something else? I think part of it is like my brothers, they did all the bad stuff when we were growing up. So there was nothing left for me to do. Like there was nothing shocking or anything that was that would really actually affect my parents. And it too, it was kind of a little bit of protectiveness. Like if I was about to get into something, two dudes that look exactly like me would show up out of nowhere and be like, "No, I will beat your ass." So I think it's a little bit of a little bit of both. Yeah, brothers. Again, because Megs and I didn't have brothers, and yeah. I guess we're not getting any. Um, yeah, okay, I get it. Because it almost seems like you had two like um, secret service agents or bouncers or something with you that were yeah. like, don't do that stuff, put it down, drop it. Yeah, they would pop up out of bushes. They would. I mean, there was one time I was in the middle of my own class in my high school. And I'm, you know, messing around, trying to get some drugs from the guy in front of me. My brother's face, on the third floor, my brother's face pops up by the window. I'm like, what are you, a vampire? How'd you get up here? And it was like, don't ask. Don't, I'll, I'm not telling you my way. So yeah, I, I, no safety. Oh my God. When you said vampire, that reminds me. Because one, maybe a, maybe one of your brothers is a vampire. And if so, it sounds like it all worked out somehow for him. But two, do you remember that movie about the boys who lived um, at the beach or whatever? And the, uh, one of them met the vampires does anyone remember that movie? Are you talking about the one with uh, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman? Yeah, the Corys were in it, I think. Is that Monsters? The Monsters movie? Yes. No? Are you, yes. Oh, no? I, I thought, are you thinking of Monster Squad? Because I love that movie. No, no I'm thinking about the one where they climb up from underneath the bed. And at the oh. end, they end up Oh, on- that's Little Monsters with Fred Little Savage Monsters. and Howie Mandel. Okay, yes, yes. 
I can't understand why there weren't more movies with Fred Savage and Howie Mandel as the comedy duo. I love Three Men and a Baby. Remember that? Yes. Oh, my yes. God. And Lost talk- Boys. Huh? Was it Lost Boys, the movie you were talking about? I don't know. Was Far it about the vampires? Shot at Night. Oh, yeah. Kiefer. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Kiefer. And then the other one, Jason. Um, mm. You know. Was Three Men and a Baby a problem? Because where did they get it? They got it from, remember Ted Danson's character was like a Lothario actor? Mm-hmm. They got it from Ted Danson's uh, character, character's lady, who was Nancy Travis, who was played by actress Nancy Travis. I don't think remember this that? is ringing a bell at all for Star. I feel like she's, and God bless, checked out. And you know what? Good for her. Because what are we talking about? Because I brought it up vampires and I said that your brother might have been a vampire, which I don't really, I haven't read a lot about that. So I don't know if that's still a thing because I knew it was around in the, you know, um, what was that? What was that documentary Take about? us to your happy place. Take us to your nieces and nephews. <laughs> First of all, I just want to circle back and say, I wasn't spaced out. I was thinking about the name Kiefer. How did they pick the name Kiefer? It's that non Is it dairy or non-dairy? Where you think it's supposed to help your stomach. That's nice. His parents named him after a probiotic? That's the word. Yeah. They must have. They must have been ahead of it. You know, they must have lived on a farm or something, been hippies. Mm, All right. Whatever you say. Uh, About my my little nibblings, my nieces and my nephews. Thank you. We didn't say, you know what? We got to include that because, uh, you know, this is a sex positive podcast. It's also a welcoming gender inclusive podcast so yes take us to your happy place take us to your nieces nephews and nibblings um well they're all little shits i love them to death but they are just there's so many of them yeah with four brothers how many you got i think we're up to oh let me do the math 10 and there's 10 of them now wow that's a you know that's a lot i mean the ones that are underneath five i just kind of let them beat the beat the shit out of me you know because that's what they like to do they like to jump run and i i just sit there and just like just don't break any bones do they ever get on you in the pool because i found that was very that's always a trigger for me because the little nails are like the little shock teeth the little nails and they're digging into you yeah or uh the one just just realized that he can jump and he has a little swim swim best so he can jump and then stay afloat. So now he just literally jumps at my face in the pool. And I'm like, bro, I'm old. I'm just trying to float. You, that's, I think, a big indicator of when you have become an older person, which is when you're in a pool and you're bothered by splashing. It's like I'm in a place where this is bound to happen, <laughs> and yet it angers me. That's when you've reached a certain age, I think. Well, it's even like when you go out to eat and someone talks to you, you're like, I know that I'm in public, but can you not do that? Except us, right? Oh, no. You, I, I, I came up to you guys in public. OK, and to OK. You. Thank God. I was just checking. Thank God. No, of course. Of course. I love you. But yeah, I, I love my nieces and nephews. But every time I hang out with them, it reaffirms me being childless. Yeah. Right. Do you prefer childless or child free? Oh, that's a good question. It is a good question. I only ask because I feel like it's a it's a point of contention or whatever for a lot of people like childless. Maybe some people are like maybe it sounds like you don't have something that you wanted. Whereas child free kind of feels like child free since 83 or whatever, however old you are and you're out (laughs) traveling. Like it's something that you'd put on the side of a boat that you bought. 
also, I feel like child free sounds like, oh, I have kids and I don't have them tonight. I'm child free oh, for the yeah. night. Yeah. You got to you, you, excess custody of the weekends. Yeah. Whereas childless is like, I, I never had no kids. I ain't going to have no kids. You know, what if we started saying child positive or child negative? Oh, I love that. I love that. It also sounds like a blood type. But what about child zero? Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. like patient zero, which means like yeah. the person who caused the infection, which I don't want to be with the solution. I think we're not the cause of the infection. I, okay, so you're thinking more childless, right, Star? I, I'm leaning towards that, but I do, I do agree with y'all that there needs to be another way. Unchilded, to, unchilded, unchilded. I am unchilded. My body is is has been is unchilded. I like I that. I like that. Unchilded, wild and unchilded. <laughs> That's going on something at Pancho Villa for sure. That's gotcha. going on. T-shirts and beach covers. So you're yep. avoiding the little ones. What about the big ones? As I've said before, the pandemic has definitely cha- changed my brain into mush. So uh, hanging out with anybody is a chore. But I will say the older one, uh, she's pretty cool. She surprises me with how cool she is. And, and But it's also like I haven't been for. 14 in years so I don't really know like how to talk to her about stuff so it's just I love her but I'm also kind of like I'd rather be by myself what in what way would you say that she's cool would you because I when I you know like when I imagine cool these days it's so different than when I was younger what does she do that that like you know that she's cool she's cool to me because she doesn't really do what the other kids are doing she doesn't, you know, she's not really into all the, the hoopla and the rigmarole of Gen Z. She kind of just, you know, hangs out with her family, does her schoolwork, you know, does her extracurriculars. But she doesn't like boys who have potty humor. She doesn't like girls that, you know, are having sex and stuff. So she's a little, I don't want to say behind, but she hasn't blossomed as much as uh, most kids age. Because when I was in, I think she's in ninth grade. When I was in the ninth grade, people were already having sex in bushes. People were, you know, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And she's just like... That ain't for me. I will say when I was in middle school, high school, I was like, uh, oh, yeah, well, sure, I'll make out. But I was not ready to have sex anywhere near. I mean, I was like, God, I I just I was like, I'll make out all day long. But don't you dare think that we're going to have sex. It's kind of the same reason I never had kids of my own. I think it's because, well, God didn't seem to want that for me. But also it seems like that. Uh, I never felt like I was mature enough. I wonder if that's something that comes... I've obviously changed my mind about the one. But the children, I just have never felt like mature enough to be raising my own. But sometimes when I see my sisters uh, and brothers-in-law with their kids, I'm like, oh, I could do this if you could do this. And no offense to them. No, no, no offense. There's so many people in the world that I'm like, your dumbass had a baby? Yeah. But again, like we were talking about earlier with the drugs, like human beings are much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for, because if the amount of dumb people that have had kids is astronomical, you know? Yeah. Now, that's so interesting. You know, Star, that is so cool of you to acknowledge that Shanice is cool because she's not doing what, quote unquote, the cool kids are doing, right? Because you're saying to her, you know, all the other kids who are probably doing all that stuff, they're in the bushes uh, 90% of the time. The reality is like, that's what's supposed to be cool, right? Doing things you're not supposed to be doing. 
your niece is doing all these actually cool things that are going to make her life really cool. Now, I don't know if she listens to that or if she cares, but it sounds like she's like a little independent lady. And that is so cool. That is cool. That's what I really mean that. That's cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that I, I tried to impress that upon her, especially like, you know, having gone through high school and graduated, having gone through college and graduated and you see all these people that were quote unquote cool, the preppy kids, the rich kids, they're quote unquote cool. And now, you know, they're in the 40s, 50s and they're losers. Yep. Yep, they are. You know, yep, they are. And they I think did... that's poetic justice. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you follow the crowd, you do what everybody else does when there isn't a crowd anymore. You don't know who you are. You're right. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. And, you know, I, you know what I love about that is that you are saying that as somebody who is obviously their own person, like to the maximum, you know, because you, I think personally to go into the rainbow, what was it? Gathering? G- gathering. Yeah. It's, you know, to go into, to be able to go into a situation like that where everybody has like-minded ideals and, and again, to go to burn man and to still come out and be your own person. That's cool. I think. I think so too. And I think, I think honestly, it's the most rewarding because when I look back, I don't have anybody to really blame or shame for my own actions or for the things that happened in my life. The only person I can hold accountable from start to finish from all, for all of my ideas is me. And yeah, people have tried to get me to do drugs. They tried to get me to be in orgies. They tried to get me to, you know, do all types of things that are not necessarily things I want to talk about out loud. I've never killed anybody, but I'm saying, you know. I was going to say, I mean, you, you said orgies. It's, uh, what's next? Yeah, let's dig into that. <laughs> How do you get invited to one of those? I mean, honestly, the, the best way that I found to get invited to an orgy is to tell a straight man that you're bisexual and he will immediately ask you to have sex with someone else with him. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to pocket Stop. that one. You remember, Pat, when I uh, when I went, out, went through one of my last breakups where I said, I'm scared to date a man again because I'm worried that because I'm ansexual, they're going to uh, just think I'm going to want to do threesomes all the time because I am afraid. And because I have myself been invited into several uh, threesomes and I have every time been like, what? Me? It's a very interesting experience and I don't understand it. But I think people, when you're ansexual, bisexual, or pansexual, however you identify, I think people can sense there's a vibe. But each time I've been like, why? And yet here I sit, here I sit, very, very interested. Never once. (laughs) Not one time. I don't know what kind of vibe I'm giving out, but I, I I wouldn't mind. I guess I'll just put it out into the ether that maybe when this whole thing is over. Actually, you know what I'm realizing? I'm on the spectrum in the, not the one way that we're all proud of, but the other way. No, the, we're, we're proud of all the spectrums. What I'm trying to say is I'm open to the idea and my GMs are open. Your GMs are open? That's a brave move. If somebody wants to send you a GM, they could. Oh, if you listen, if you want to have a threesome with Pat, shoot us an email at those who ain't at gmail.com. Pat, I do want to warn you. I do want to warn you. I will I will come clean. I've never been in an orgy, but I have been in a threesome. And I want to come clean with you. Not as fun as it sounds. Oh. 
Well, what about four? So an orgy is a forgy? Yeah, what? Uh, what's what's the difference? Yeah, is, is that the delineation there? Do we know the number? Yeah, what's the number? Because foursome, I hear, but mostly about golf. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think I think maybe more than three is, um, I don't know. Because I've never heard someone say like, oh, I had a foursome. It's either like I had a threesome where I was in an orgy. Yeah. Because the threesome yeah. No, you don't like hear fivesome. No. You hear yeah. toothsome. What's that? Toothsome? Yeah. Yeah. What's that? I don't know. Just somebody with a with a toothy smile. Uh, Hold on, I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna text my niece to. It's yeah. not dirty, right? Well, I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your threesome because, you know, this should always be fun, right? Isn't that it? Because it shouldn't be. I mean, unless you unless you work in the sex industry where you're going to work and you're punching the time card. If you're just on your own, this should always be fun, right? Oh, yeah, but- it means temptingly tasty. So if somebody says you're toothsome. Then they want to have a, th- a threesome. If you some. Well, my thing about threesomes is that there's just like too many buttholes. Uh, there's just like too. There's a lot going on. Mm. There's already it, too many buttholes, even when it is one on one. Right. You throw in another one. You got all these holes. You got all. It's just a lot. You know, one of my biggest fears is that if I ever did do one, which I won't. But it, it, one of my biggest fears was that if I ever did do one, that I'd be like, um, you guys. I'm over here. You guys, I'm here. I'm in here. You scared yes. of, getting ne- of getting neglected or are you scared of yeah, getting rejected? Sure. Okay. Both, both. I'm scared of both all of those things all the time, almost constantly. I also think you're, you're underestimating how much people love to fuck. I don't think that they don't really care. Like, cause you have all these insecurities. You have your own thoughts about how you look and uh, you know, maybe your personality. Oh, yeah. They're all bad. Yeah. They don't all care. Bad. Nobody cares, especially guys. They don't care. You got to work on that because I can hear it. Now, when I say things that are bad about myself, I cannot hear it. But you saying things like that, now I can hear it. I think you need to give yourself more credit because I've known men who've gotten turned on by tomatoes. Like, you just need to give yourself more credit. Like a beefsteak. Yeah, like one of those big, big ones, you know? Well, that's sexual. What are you supposed to think when it's called a beefsteak? I'm a little turned on by it. Tomatoes don't taste like anything anymore. Oh, I hate them. I hate, you know, I hate tomatoes. I hate them. It used to be great. I used to, I remember eating tomatoes like apples. Like I'd sit there with salt and I'd sprinkle a little bit on and eat it. But you're right. They don't, they don't taste the same. Do you know that's America? Do you know that in Europe, the tomatoes still taste like tomatoes? But here, because I don't know, I don't understand the science of it, but we just made them, like we inbred them too much. You know, like those dogs that can't breathe. We've got tomatoes mm-hmm. that don't taste. I love, I love sauces made with tomatoes, but I don't like chunks of tomatoes or tomatoes themselves. I don't like the smell, the taste, the texture the feel, the look. I don't like anything about a tomato. And one time I was at an old country buffet with my sister and a Josie uh, when she was real little and she went to hand me a tomato and my sister said, and I said, oh, oh no, honey, Auntie Mags doesn't like tomatoes. And my sister said, please don't tell my daughter who idolizes you that you don't like something. And so then she made me eat the tomato and pretend like I liked it. And so I ate it and then gagged at an old country buffet. OCB. Are you, you're not allergic to tomatoes. You just, just, just emotionally. I'm emotionally allergic to tomatoes. I can't stand the, talk about being covered in goo. That's what a tomato is to me. It's goo. Oh, okay. Too viscous. Too viscous. I can see that. Absolutely. What's your, what's your, both of you say, what's a food that you, uh, that truly makes you sick? doesn't have to fit, like literally make you vomit, but like, what's one that you're like, oh no, I can't, never will do this again. I don't like coconut because I don't, it's the consistency because it's like, I feel like I'm eating like shed skin. 
that's what the pulp feels like to me. Like, oh, somebody got a sunburn and they're peeling it off and they put it in this fruit. I love coconuts, but I fully understand what you're saying. Because sometimes when you're chewing on a coconut like shred, it like doesn't go away in your mouth. And you're like, when will this end? But I, I happen to love the flavor. So I'm like, oh, I hope this ever ends. You know, mine would be popcorn. <gasps> wow. I am allergic to corn, but popcorn, getting it in my teeth, it's always, it always gets stuck in my teeth and it's just, I, it gets stuck in the back of my throat. It gets, it's just such a hassle to eat and deal with mm-hmm. that. I just, I, I can't do popcorn. Oh, that makes me sad. I enjoy popcorn. You know who loves popcorn so much, who it's their favorite food, is RuPaul. And and because of that, RuPaul had to stop going to movie theaters because uh, there was just the smell of popcorn permeates. And, you know, he's always watching his figure. He's he's hot on himself. You know, for someone yeah. who espouses, you know, you know, love yourself, I think he's awfully hot on himself. And sometimes I think, I wish I could give him a hug that he, but he wouldn't want it. Not because he's not a nice person, but because I think a lot of people probably come up and their mascara is mm-hmm. running and they say, I need to hug you. And then can you imagine mm-hmm. all the time? Do you know that's why Richard Skimmons went missing? Richard Skimmons? Yeah, he's, he's missing. missing? He's gone. Yeah. He's missing. He's lost. No one can find him. Oh yeah, I heard because there, there was a whole rumor that he was uh, that he was kidnapped. So it turns out that he just didn't want to be with people anymore. I believe. I don't so. blame yeah. him. I don't blame him either. Blame Look him. around. Yeah. You know, when we were at that Shoney's, can you imagine any of those people coming up to you? Any of the other people? Because I thought the three of us were kind of simpatico. Everybody else, I thought, oh my, not. Not for all the tea in China. Thank you and excuse me very much. Honestly, to be completely honest, there's very few people in the world that I would want to walk up to me and start talking. There's very, very few. If they're not handing me money, there's zero. And if they're handing you money, wouldn't you think, what is this about? Yeah, why? Why are you handing me this money and what do you expect? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you want from me? Yeah, when somebody hands you money, it's like, you know, I had a friend once who got uh, their tongue pierced. And their mother was very scared and cried and said, is that a sex thing? Is that for sex? That's what I would wonder if somebody just came up to me with money. I would think, is this a sex thing? Mm-hmm. Or a trap. Are you trying to trap me into a sex right. thing? Oh, right. yeah. A hundred percent. You know, start, a couple of weeks ago, I fell down and I thought about, you know, we somehow got to, is this a scam? You know, because I am I feel like I'm constantly on alert now for like, oh, can you help me? Because my car broke down. You know, that's a scam. Isn't that a sad way to go through life? But that's where we are now, where I think every single person, you could be bleeding out of both of your eyes. And I'd think, oh, good job. Nice special effects bleeding out of your eyes. And no, find some other sucker. Unfortunately, that's the way the world has has gotten to is that you everybody we're all on high alert we're all hyper vigilant we're all trying to make trying to take care of ourselves and then honestly what it comes down to is that the government is fucking all of us and so we all think that each other's trying to fuck each other and not in a good way you know i think i think living in a city makes you aware that everything is a scam. I think if you live in a smaller town, a smaller pot, like if I, you know, was walking around, oh, I don't know, small town Ohio, and I went up to somebody and said, you know, my car broke down, they'd be like, oh my God, let me help you. What kind of car? I probably got the pots for it in my garage. I'll fix it for you. I'll be, you know what I mean? It's like the the generosity because they, they aren't as jaded because they haven't seen as much of that. Small towns also though, star, it's where the corn is. You know, children of the corn, that couldn't happen in a city. You know, that really balances it out because I think, mm-hmm. yes, in a small town, fewer scams where my car broke down, more corn, more children got I, I never saw the film, but I know that the yeah, corn, the corn was a big part of it. It was bad, and they were coming from it. Yeah, and they um, were like evil or something. Yeah, so I think I, I do they think were in bad. smaller towns, 
you have you have more instances of spiritual evil coming out of nowhere, whereas in uh, larger towns you have you know personal evils. You have people being evil, but in small towns you're like, oh, my my dog's missing. Was it is it Skinwalker? You know, there's ghosts in my house. What the hell is a Skinwalker? What's a Skinwalker? Oh, I forgot. You're not supposed to say it. You're not supposed to say the name. But um, apparently, there is a there is a, a a group of beings in America that uh, they. Pat, you've done something to Pat. Pat is having some sort of reaction. I'm the only one who doesn't know what is this. I'm terrified. They they like walk around at night. They sound like humans. They make, like they especially if you're in the middle of nowhere, they'll cry out and be like, "Help me! Help!" help me and then you go to help it and they like they i guess maybe they, they kill you or they steal your skin or they do something to you and you disappear forever but apparently there's it's like a folklore in america they're they're all over the place we should have talked about this with aunt shirley because she is, is it an alien i don't think it's an alien i think it's just like i think because it the native people the indigenous people from, of the americas have a lot of a lore about them so they've probably been around since america's been around Oh my God. Now I got another reason to run to my bed when I hit the light switch. Oh my God. It doesn't seem like they come in the houses. It seems like they're always outside. So it may be like a vampire thing where you have to like invite them in. Yeah. I heard about that recently that was like, um, I didn't know vampires, you had to like extend, you know, an invitation or they couldn't come inside. Doesn't it humble them a little bit? I think that's nice because as a person, you know, I may not get invited everywhere. Like that party I went to, I swallowed the peanut, but I can go in. Vampires can't go in. I'm grateful for that. Don't you feel like that had to be, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but don't you feel like that had to be created in the law of vampires? Because it's like the way they had to give kryptonite to Superman because it can't be Nothing brings them down, right? But garlic? So they got, it's like the two, it's like the two most pansy things, right? Like garlic. Am I allowed to say pansy? Maybe not. I would, Sorry. I, would uh, uh, um, I can't think of a good uh, fix for that. It's the, it's the two most like, um, like simple things, right? So it's like, oh, you can't come in unless we say, and also um, you can't have garlic. It's like, what are those? That, that's so arbitrary. A wooden steak? Remember like Freddie Booger? Freddie Booger couldn't get you unless you were asleep. <laughs> Who the hell is Freddie Booger? The guy with the hands. Uh, he was young, young Edward Scissorhands. You know? Johnny Depp. Yeah, the guy who would get you in your sleep. Yeah, but you had to be asleep. By the way, he would have never gotten me because I've been having the hardest time. Same. I those. You know, I know you said you, you you have a little bit of experience with pot. Are you doing those sleep eatables or no? Oh yeah, I went through those really fast. Because I thought they were my vitamins. So I was taking one a day and then taking a long nap where I had very vivid dreams. They should not make them taste that good. You have one and you're like, oh, wow, I, I need another sweet. And then the next day, next thing you know, is two days later and you're trying to put your life back together. Uh, everything's is- gone off the rails. Yeah, yeah, everything's gone off the rails. Absolutely. I, I think, remember, you know what used to freak me out? I think that, I think Freddie Booger is the reason that uh, I'm a scared of kids singing. You remember when the, it was like, one, two, Freddie's coming for you. That just scared the crap out of me. I think that's why I don't like kids singing. Even when you go to like uh, Disney World, if you go to um, to see uh, Journey into the Imagination, or it used to be that way. Honey, I shrunk the audience, I think. Well, they do like, uh, it's just kids singing the song True Colors by Cindy Lauper, who I love. But even if that's like, you know, it's like, you with the sad eyes, don't be discouraged. And it's like a kid singing it. And you're like, oh God, I'm terrified. I'm going to be murdered from this beautiful song. 
just because a kid's singing it. It's creepy. Well, and also, I I just start to realize, somebody asked me, like, or uh, I saw something online where the kid asked, like, Dad, did you guys have scary movies when you were younger? And he's like, everything was scary. When you think about, like, when we grew up, like, the, the commercials on TV were fucking terrifying. You go to McDonald's, the hamburger looks like he's gonna eat your ass. Like, Everything was just kind of off-putting. And that was like, look at the Halloween costumes from the 1900s. What the fuck? Was yeah. the Hamburglar into butt stuff? He seems like it. Yeah. You said he's, he was going to eat your ass. He yeah. seems like it. He's the Hamburglar. Yeah. A Hamburglar is two buns. Yeah. Of course he's into butt stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at his little mask. Look uh-huh. at his little mask. His little mask is going to go right near Keister. And what does rubble rubble mean? Yeah. Well, I think we know. <laughs> That's what he used to say. Mm-hmm. Rubble, rubble. Oh, and that was a steal from the other guy, right? Grimace? No, the guy, Rebel, Rebel. Rebel, Rebel, show your dress. Yeah, and this guy's, this guy's running around, Rebel, Rebel. Oh, my God, did I just did I just solve something? I think you did. I'm going to get into web sleuthing. That just reminded me, has anybody ever done a mashup of that song by David Bowie? The ch-ch-ch-changes, and then it goes into, I see no change. Wake up in the morning and I ask myself. Oh, absolutely. I've definitely heard that before. Cha-cha-cha-chia. Remember that? Cha-cha-cha-chia. And then it just Turn goes into the full commercial. Turn face strange. Cha-cha-chia. <laughs> All different kinds of heads. Uh, well, on that note, it's a little sad. I'm going to try to order one of those, you know, but not from Amazon. I'm going to try to get it from a local salesperson, a chia. A oh. chia artisan. A chia artisan. Artisan it- person. Is a chia just a chi- is it just chi- chia seeds and they bloom? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, because sometimes I'll put those in my smoothies and they'll get stuck in my throat for two or three days. Is that what the, is that what the same thing is? Should I be drinking those in my smoothies when I could grow a fake hair on a clay pot? I, I have know. I have no idea. Like, it's how does the clapper work? These are things that we don't know. And those scientists are dead. Um. Well, I hate to leave it on that note, but it's been so much fun. Uh, We are out of time, and boy, it has just been so wonderful. I mean, we had a real chance meeting, you know, Star, and if I had wished on a star, I couldn't have wished for someone better to have met in that Shoney's, and uh, you really light the way for us, I think, uh, in a lot of ways. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, yeah. And the more you know, the longer we're friends, the more we know. Yeah, I said that because remember the star thing on. Okay, uh, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do um, the mantra for the week written by the incomparable Carol Doyle, who is uh, I, I'm gonna say it, the patron saint of this podcast. Um, Amen. We're we're gonna give her a complex. We're gonna give her a complex, and she deserves it. Yeah, I'd hate for her keeps- to get a simplex because that's what I have. <laughs> here's uh, here's the mantra for this week from Carol Doyle: the things you don't learn from your aunt. You're doomed to repeat, but that's okay because what else do you have going on? God, how does it every week, does she outdo herself? Sometimes I think she's just finding random words and tacking them on like a refrigerator art. I mean, I still am trying to think about thinking about ants on a log. It still will be kicking around <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> ants on a log? Sounds like, a, what is it like? It sounds like a recipe for disaster. Call an ambulance. But peanut butter is delicious. <laughs> I think it was like, it was so good. Oh God. It's perfect. She's perfect. This was perfect. Uh, what did you think of this one? So the, the things you don't learn from your aunt, you're doomed to repeat, but that's okay. What else do you have going on? What do you think of that, Star? I think 
I think that's um, a spot on advice. You know, you, you learn by watching other people go through things. Mm-hmm. And if you don't pick up the lesson from them going through it, you might as well go through it yourself. You know, yeah. learn, get that lesson firsthand instead of, you know, watching it secondhand. Because what else yes. you got going on? You're just being alive. What else you got to uh, do? Yeah, that's really good. I think my nieces and nephews... I've learned a lot about how to get broken up with from me that, you know, that that maybe they didn't learn from their parents who have been in successful, sustainable relationships for their whole lives, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's great advice, you know, like learn from me about how not to get broken up with in a hideous, hideous way several times. So I think that's good for them. What about you, Pat? What do you think about this one? Um, Yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, we all try to learn from our mistakes, but we probably won't. And I think making peace with that is just okay. As long as, you know what, as long as we don't go around saying I'm right all the time, if you at least take your lumps and say, I know I did wrong, I'll try to do better. God willing, I will. I probably won't, but I will continue to take the punishment that I deserve. Yeah, I I like it. I think it's good. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Well, I I will say this, uh, Carol Doyle, if you're listening, I love you dearly. Um, And you know who else I love? Star. I love you so much. And Pat, I love you so much. So thank you both. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we love you, Starshine. And thank you for doling out your indefensible, indefensible, um, indispensable wisdom. <laughs> and we can't wait to have you back. I love you. And I love you, Megs. Love, love you guys. Too. Thank you for having me. Have a great week. And I can't wait to, I get to see you guys next time. At some oh point. my God. As soon as this thing is over. Mogs. Oh my God. Mogs for sure. We'll put some, some, uh, some Bandax and Pinkos. We're going to go big on it. Some M- oh. MBC, MBC, MSNBCs. Absolutely. Just salt, <laughs> instead of salt on the rim, just a bunch of MBS, MSNBCs. Yes. I'm in. I'm scared, but I'm in. All right. Well, okay. Thank you for listening to those who to Baby Makers podcast starring Colleen Doyle as your aunt's Pat and Dana Curcioli as your auntie Mags. If you liked this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. Aunt Starshine is the straight-talking beam of light that is Saliha Matalib. Saliha is an actor, voiceover artist, visual artist, and stand-up comedian. Follow her on Instagram at Salihak with a K. Our theme song was performed by The Cues, and you can follow them at The Cues Music on Instagram. Follow those who aren't on Instagram and Twitter, and if you have any questions, for the ants, email us at those who ant at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay healthy, wear a mask, and for God's sakes, call your aunt.